1: Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Must Read Alaska show coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. It's a beautiful day in south-central Alaska. We have had this gorgeous weather with all this great uh, fire hazard. In fact, we had a a fire up there on the hill up up at Rabbit Creek, a a house and some acreage uh, last night was was burning kind of in a a serious way. Uh, Looks like that house was probably destroyed. We'll get some more information on that later, but... um, we have a, a guest with us today on the Must Read Alaska Show. We do not have John Quick with us today, my co-host. He is out sick. He's just taking the day off. He's going to hang out in bed or out in the sun or something and, and get some vitamin D and get better. But today we have Jeff Lowenfels on our show with us, and I'm, I'm very excited to welcome you to the show, Jeff. Thanks for coming on our show.
0: My pleasure to be here today, and thanks for doing this. It's a tough campaign without this kind of interaction with voters.
1: Right, and so Jeff, you are running for uh, Congress, and you are one of forty-eight people who are running for Congress. That is a lot of people. That's a lot of noise out there. It's a lot of distraction and, and trying to get your message out. You've you've done a fairly good job of getting your message out. I must I must say I gotta I gotta hand it to you. Um, the one thing that I noticed that you did is that when the um, when the ballots went out, you were right there. You got something out in the mail and uh, you got it in every, every mailbox, I presume of, of, of likely primary voters, uh, a piece about yourself. And in fact, I have a piece that came in the mail um, the other day. Uh, Just, just so you can see it there. That's uh, so much more than a gardener. Yes. Yeah. So much more than a lawyer, so much more than a, than a, you're on a, you're, 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 a member of a speakers bureau as well. Uh, you've got a lot going on here. And you also brought pizza by the slice to Alaska. I see right. from yeah. And so l- tell us a little bit about yourself. We want to know your bio. This is um, for everybody who's uh, joining us on the show. Want we want to um, we want to thank Charlie Pierce for governor for sponsoring the must read Alaska podcast. Charlie, we really appreciate your support for this show. And so that we can get a conservative message out to all over Alaska and all over the world. Quite honestly, our show is extremely popular. We are rated very, very high, highly in like the number two or three in the government category, on all the platforms. It is actually extraordinary that that we've done as well as we have. And Charlie Pierce for Governor's sponsors our show. We really appreciate it. But Jeff, let's turn to you and let's talk about your um, where you came from, where you grew up, and how you became a lawyer after being an indentured servant on your father's farm.
0: Right. You really have done your research, that's for sure. Uh, Well, I grew up in a place called Scarsdale, New York. Uh, It's in Westchester County outside New York City. Uh, My father and my grandfather were frustrated farmers who inherited family business, a butter business. And uh, so we both uh, they both lived on relatively large pieces of property. And when they would come home from work, they would garden or farm. Uh, And if I wanted to be around my father, that's what I did. I gardened. And so at a very early age, uh, I learned how to garden. And I learned uh, from from a a man who was incredibly strict, uh, who was very focused, who believed in doing things right, and who uh, became my role model, my father. Uh, Gardening is uh, a terrific hobby, but you got to concentrate on it if you're going to do it well. And it is incredibly rewarding uh, if if you do uh, that concentration. And so, uh, we we became great gardeners. I like to think I'm a great gardener, and and great friends as a result of our time in the garden. And in fact, when I came up here to Alaska and and uh, helped create the committee for two newspapers, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but the Times uh, was running the Anchorage Daily News. Uh, in a joint agreement, and the Daily News was not doing well, we set a committee up to keep both newspapers. and uh, I started writing a garden column. as a result of that. My columns were actually basically letters on a weekly basis to my father. So that's how I got. It.
1: What a great uh, concept, sort of letters to your, sort of letters to your father about your your life in gardening. I remember growing up in Juneau and my mother was quite a gardener and my mother's still with us. So I, I, um, I don't want to speak her up in the past tense, but at 92, she doesn't do as much gardening as she used to. And she does just porch gardening now basically, but uh, she, we lived uh, on the water in Juneau and we had, so we had some waterfront property. We lived in a little mining shack. It wasn't, it wasn't very glamorous, but it was, had running water, at least it had a well and had to have electricity and she would go down to, uh, that low tide and she would gather, you know, kelp and she even gathered things like starfish and she'd bury them under the soil because there's not the soil is so bad up here. The soil is so um, it's just there's no there is no soil. So she would she would think she would bury the starfish alive and I, I think back about, oh, that's pretty barbaric. Couldn't you even like beat them over the head first and kill him? But no, she'd just bury those things alive and she'd bury you know fish carcasses in the garden and everything else. And she had the best dang soil you've ever seen.
0: Sure, yeah, that's what you have to do. And 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 certainly that's what we did. We'd catch fish and we'd bury them under rose bushes, et cetera, yep. et cetera. You know, gardening gardening is a metaphor for life. Uh what you what you put into it. Uh, determines what you get out of it. And uh, you, can, you can be a dilettante gardener or you can be a, a, an incredibly serious gardener. It's just, it's just sort of the metaphor for life. I, I love writing the garden column. Uh, someone asked me the other day, actually it was, it was Mark Begich, he said, what do you like to do more than anything else? I like to write. And, yeah. and writing about gardening is something that cuts across all lines. You may be very conservative, I may be a lot less conservative, but as gardeners, we've got something we can talk about. We can share information. We can share food. And it's really been the backbone of, of a lot of stuff that I've done here in Alaska. One of the reasons that I think that I can be a good congressman is because I write that garden column. I would, I would incidentally intend to continue to write it even in Congress uh, if the paper would let me do it. But, but it, it connects me to people. And, and people come up and ask me questions and they don't care whether I'm a Republican or a Democrat. They just want to know how do we plant these potatoes or what do we do about the spruce bark beetle, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's it's really a unifying thing uh, here in Alaska. So we may argue about fishing, where to fish and how to fish. We don't argue about gardening. Everybody gardens. And, and it, it is the number one hobby. And it's just been a terrific Way for me to sort of be a public servant in a way. I don't get paid very much. I don't work for the newspaper. I just write the column, uh, and and uh, it's just a way to be a public servant and and to do something for people other other than you normally would. And I think running for Congress is is much like that.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's quite an enjoyable column. I enjoyed it a lot because I'm I'm a gardener myself, and and um, I've had a lot of fun up here in Anchorage with. In Juneau, it was a little different, very rainy, very acidic soil. And if, if you can call it soil, uh, sort of peat moss, and then you just sort of add what you can to it. And, um, and, but here, the soil is, you know, it's cold for so long. And so I've had a lot of fun with low tunnel gardening and um, experimenting to see how early I can get some kale out of the ground. Sure. A lot of, you know, you can have
0: a lot of fun up here if you just are a little more imaginative. That's right, and uh, it's pretty non-controversial. Of course, I, the controversy is organic versus chemical, uh, but that controversy has basically disappeared. W- when I first started writing about organics, and I had a big conversion to get into organics, uh, I've got a very deep connection with the Miracle Grow people. Uh, uh, the, in fact, the miracle, the guy who started Miracle Grow worked for my father and grandfather as their advertising guy, and put me, my face, on the margin package. And uh, uh, so I'm allowed to talk about miracle Grow in a way most other people can't. Uh, but I was a big miracle Grow user and then made that conversion. It was very controversial, but, but now virtually everybody understands, you know, that we really shouldn't be putting a lot of this garbage down on the ground. And, and uh, I would use this gardening tool just as I do here uh, in Congress. I mean, it, oh, it is a- nice, controversial-
1: nice pivot. Nice pivot there, Jeff. Let's talk about Congress. And-
0: you know, the, the, the Congress is too, one of the things that was so great about Don is he really was upset about the bipartisan fighting uh, and and didn't like it. Uh, he was good at it, but he didn't like it. And and uh, I don't like it either. In fact, it's the number one thing that people say to me when I go around talking to people about this campaign. When can we stop fighting with each other? When can we start doing things pushing things forward instead of pushing a party platform forward against and 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 so yeah i everybody gardens all the uh, staffers in this congress garden all of the uh, uh, administrative assistance garden and all of the senators and congressmen garden and i would intend to be a garden orifice uh and use that as a way to connect each other and, and be friendly with each other and maybe get something done because god knows we've got a dysfunctional congress
1: well, and, and we have for a long time. I don't know that this is more dysfunctional than ever. I think that perhaps we have a um, a Congress that has a speaker who is um, maybe more uh, divisive than others have been in the past. She's, she's so disliked by the, by the right I and mean, just her, her personality is, it, and some of the some of the things that she's done has been so distasteful to the right. But uh, there have been some speakers that have been a, a little easier for uh, us to get along with and probably going to see a pretty big switch in Congress. Uh, looks like a, a red wave coming. What do you think about that? Do you think that the Republicans will be taking over the Congress? Uh, and of course, you're running as an independent. Now, you've been a Republican, you've been a Democrat, and now you're in an independent or a non-declared or an undeclared or a nonpartisan. Are you an N or you? What are you?
0: I'm a nonpartisan.
1: Yeah. Okay. Nonpartisan.
0: Yeah. You're an N. Not always. I've always believed the issue is what should control, and the person should control, not the party platform, and that's just that's just how I how I approach things. And and, and so yeah, you know, depending on what primary I wanted to vote in, and I, I would I would switch back and forth. The question, of course, is what would I be in in Congress? First of all, let me answer your question. I am not sure quite yet. Whether the Republicans are going to have the landslide that was predicted before roe v wade uh, shenanigans started to started to appear uh, it 's going to be a very very fascinating race uh, and, and and of course we 'll all follow it very carefully. We can see it right here in our own senatorial race, for example, uh, the vast differences in the, and even in this congressional race some of us don 't believe uh, you know that the president is president and some of us do believe the president's the president so it's you know, it 's it's obviously a uh, a big, a big, vast change. Uh, but uh, whatever happens, uh, I have to decide which party I would caucus with. And, and that's a very tough decision. You know, part of it is, would be after consultation with with uh, our senators. Uh, what what would be best for Alaska? Would it be a good idea maybe to have one of us in the Democratic tent? uh, uh That's a tough one. That's a very, very tough one. I have to I have to really consult with a lot of people, including you, uh, as to as to where I would go if I was elected. It's a very difficult decision.
1: Well, I'll just say that Alaska has had somebody in uh, Congress since uh, Nick Begich the first. He was a Democrat, but he was a conservative Democrat. I think he was pro-resource development and he was probably pro-family and probably I would imagine that he was more traditional than some of the, the Democrats that we're seeing today and, and what they're bringing to the table. Yes. Uh, and then we've had 49 years of Don Young. And Don Young is kind of the, oh, I don't know, he's a, he was a, uh, a very bipartisan Republican. I mean, the Democrats hated him quite a lot in the, in the later years. You saw the Elise Galvin attacks on him and so forth. But uh, the unions appreciated that he was always bringing pork back to the state. And so they were cautious about not supporting him. And we haven't had a uh, a Democrat for 50 years. So that would be um, an interesting move for you if you de- if you caucus with the Democrats as an independent. How yeah. do you even how do you even get them to sort of support you in doing that? I, I don't understand how that works. I mean, you'd have to you'd have I'm to not, work it out. That.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure either. Uh, you know, the one thing I I went to school with with Chuck Schumer. Uh, so maybe oh, he, I'm so sorry do that. Maybe he would help. Uh, we, we were not, know. he's a,
1: he, he's in the other body, but yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I get it. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, we're not, it's not like we're the best of friends. Let me tell you that I tried to get him to come up here, uh, uh, to see Anwar. Uh, and, uh, we were actually standing at separate urinals as we were doing, as I was asking him, come up to Alaska. This was during a, a reunion uh, and he said, ah, I can't do it. You know, I really I've tried for years and years and years to get them to come up and just see Anwar. Now, you talk about conservative and liberal, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know what I am. Uh, I am clearly for oil, oil development in Anwar. I have no problem with that whatsoever. In PRA, we should develop the whole thing, not just the little portions of it. I think Biden made a mistake yeah. taking it away. Um, I, I represented oil companies. I was Conoco's uh, attorney when they were developing Milney Point. Uh, I represented a lot of oil and gas companies. Uh, of course, I did the Yukon Pacific project, which was a big gas project. So, so I'm all for development. Uh, I know we as Alaskans can do it properly. I, we've done it in the past. We'll do it in the future. Uh, we, we need jobs. We need an economy. I am all for mining. I am all for oil and gas development, although I've got a couple of uh, different ideas about it. Uh, so I don't know if I'm a conservative or a liberal as far as you're concerned in that regard. Um, but but I've got a very deep background in natural resources. Uh, people think I'm just a gardener, but in fact, I've represented every single state agency as an assistant attorney general that had anything to do with natural resources from the Oil and Gas Conservation Commission, uh, Oil and Gas Division, Division of Lands, Division of Minerals and Energy Management, uh, DEC, Fish and Game, I represented them all. Uh, and I learned the issues that we face as a state with regard to natural resources development here. Um, so I've got a great background in that regard. I'm a little bit dismayed that some of the issues that I was dealing with back in the nineteen uh, late 1970s are still there. You know, uh, land withdrawals that, that should have been taken care of and cleared up a long time ago, all that kind of stuff. We, we just get screwed by the federal government. So, so my philosophy is this. There are really three things that you have to do as a congressman from Alaska. The first is you've got to make sure that Alaska is not forgotten during the legislative process. Now, I I read statutes for a living. I don't think anybody else who's running for for this office does. Uh, I understand the importance of legislative history. I understand the importance of shall versus may. Uh, As I say, I read statutes as a living. I'm a lawyer. I'm an attorney. I can't help it. That's what I am because I wasn't capable of becoming a doctor. Uh, I'm so sorry. So I understand what's going on in, in that regard, and I know that you've got to pay particular attention as congressperson to make sure that Alaska fits into any piece of legislation that goes through. The second thing we have to do is we've got to be, make sure that we've got an office up here, as Don did, that can handle constituency problems with the federal government. We deal with the federal government more than any other state. Uh, our land is owned by the feds. We've got, we've got a Nilka, We've got ANSCA problems. We've got all sorts of issues that, that require that we deal with the federal government. And we have to have top-notch representation for Alaskans here in Alaska when they're dealing with the federal government. That's what I did as an attorney. I represented Alaskan clients that needed help. I know Anilka. I know ANSCA. I know what's going on. I know the issues. And I think that people will find that I am able to help them in a much better way than any of the other candidates, because I've been there and I've been there with people just like them. Um, okay. That's, that's I think that was two or was that three? Excuse me. That was uh,
1: uh, oil and gas, resources, lawyer, constituent services. You said uh, that was a-
0: Human services, of course, means you've got to be able to represent constituents for non-Alaskan things as well,
1: uh, and so yeah, those right. are, like like veterans' issues. Of uh, course, uh, those those are really those are those those come up a lot, and also well, people who are dealing with like things like uh, so, Medicare, which, Medicaid reimbursements, and stuff.
0: Sure, and Social Security, and, and you yeah. know, capital and, and all that, those kinds of things. So those are those are all very very important, and I guess I guess the fourth. The fourth thing is, and it's sort of a role that anybody in government has to play, is we've got to keep an eye on on how things are working. Not, for example, I love this infrastructure act. I love the idea that we're getting all this money, one point four billion dollars for broadband. Oh my gosh, you're getting it from your grandkids, dude. Yeah, I hate the idea. Well, I hate the idea. We, we need it here in Alaska. We're we're building poverty in by not having internet. So so I don't care if the grandkids have to pay for it. We need to have it so that can pay for it. Uh, but but as far as I'm concerned, we're fighting with each other. I mean, cities, cities and towns have to hire grant writers so that they can get a better grant than the next. That doesn't make sense to me. We're one state with one big, gigantic problem. and And I think as the the delegation and, and, and you know the, the, it has to have an over, overriding look at this stuff. I, maybe that's what the Denali Commission was supposed to be. I don't know. But I don't like the idea that we're fighting with each other over our kids' education capabilities of getting internet. That's, that doesn't make sense to me. Everybody needs it, and nobody can wait 10 years for it either. They need it now. Uh, So, you know, where's where's Elon Musk? Uh, Let's bring him in here. Let's get. Oh, he's
1: got. Yeah, he's got Starlink all over the place. Actually, it's 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 activated up here and people are people are using it. So uh, so that so that's very interesting. And you and I differ on that infrastructure package. But but Don Young was one of 13 who, you know, he actually pulled the the Republicans together and pushed that over the uh, over the line for uh, the for the Biden administration. And Joe Biden gave him credit for that, and so uh, in some ways, some people appreciate that. I know there are a lot of people who are looking for to tap at some of that money for their projects, for their nonprofits, for their, um, you know, like you said, for the growth of, of, of internet and broadband in Alaska. There are other people who say uh, we're we're going to be printing money for a long time. And while the uh, we've watched the cost of all of our goods and services go this way, we've watched the value of our dollar go that way. So the delta is starting to get really large. It's not eleven percent; it is a massive delta. And we and and I and I don't know what the delta is. I mean, I, I will just admit it's just you know you feel it because you see your your investments go down, and your um, the cost of living go up. But but you think that this this is a good thing. You think that that borrowing this money to, to do this project these projects is a good thing
0: for alaska absolutely yeah i do uh we've got you know as don said we've got 39 bridges that are in bad shape that's all the bridges in the state you know i mean we're we've got some problems here and of course you know we've we were helped an awful lot by the delegation i mean ed stevens and crew uh, you know what a terrific uh uh, we love what he brought in here, you know, so we, so on the one hand, we say, "T, you know, we're spending too much money. On the other hand, we love that money here in Alaska. So we've got to be careful about what we do. And I, I understand what you're saying. We've got to be very, very careful. But when it comes to educating our kids, which is what that broadband infrastructure situation will, will create, and, and, and stimulating an economy in the, in the bush that we haven't been able to have uh, because people didn't work remotely and now they do, uh, I think it's I think it's so important for this state. We've got to get on it. We've just got to get on it. Nah, I think everybody agrees. It's just a question of how quickly can we do it and can we do it without competing with each other? That's a that's a real tough problem for me. But
1: yeah, yeah, of course, the uh, rural Alaska is always sort of at. It is at the end of the line for all this stuff. And, uh, and and the reason is because when you have 100 people who live in a place versus 150,000 people, that's just how that works. I mean, that's the reality of life. I don't know well, if you the,
0: it. Also that in Alaska, we need to pay attention to those villages of 100 people. I mean, uh, uh, you know, we talk about uh, oil and gas development. None of that's ever going to impact them. Uh, what's going to impact them is a, a renewable river Uh, generator, uh, you know, or a tidal power or something, you know, things like that. And so we pay a lot of attention when you look at the, when you look at the things that Don accomplished uh, his last year, you take a look at the budgetary stuff. It's extraordinary. You know, so, so you're going to ask me, so what are some of the things that you like, you know, and I'm going to talk gas pipeline and LNG and all that. You know, really what, when you think about it, that is nothing as far as the congressional duties are concerned, it's the two wells in the monarch. Uh, You know, it's the it's the uh, you know the need for four telephone poles outside the public health. Those are the kinds of things that an Alaskan congressman has to pay attention to. I'm not quite sure how you do it. Uh, I'm I'm hoping there's a great infrastructure back there. Uh, but it is amazing when you look at the budgetary things that w- were included for Alaskans by Don Young. Uh, you know, it, it pales uh, the the big issues that we like to talk about, uh, but really don't have day-to-day impact uh, on the state. So so again, as an attorney, those are the kind of details that I paid attention to. This is where I break down and cry, you know, for the 150 years that my billable hours show show my age, you know, uh, the joke about the attorney is not 40 he hadn't practiced for forty years. He practiced for one hundred and forty years because he had his bills up. But uh, the hours on his bill, it's it's. We've got little teeny details we need to be paying a lot of attention to, uh, and and that's what I would hope to do.
1: Well, let's let's pivot for just a second because we're not going to agree on that. But let's pivot and see if we agree on things like um, the marijuana caucus. Of course, yes. the, you know that Don Young was a part in a founder of the, Mar- of the cannabis caucus in the, uh, in the house. And so he believed in you know, pretty widespread legalization of marijuana. And of course, it's fairly legal in Alaska. And that, I think that's why he took a lead role on it, because our state has kind of legalized it. But what is your role? What is your position on uh, the marijuana caucus? Would you join it? Would you, would you push for uh, federal legalization?
0: Yes. Uh, I, I am the only candidate, uh, probably in the country that's written a book on cannabis. Uh, so one of my, one of my four, soon to be five books is, uh, uh about a special kind of cannabis that grows particularly well here in Alaska called auto flowering cannabis. That's not what we called it when I was in high school, but go ahead. No, in high school, it didn't exist because this is a brand <laughs> new third kind of cannabis. Okay. Uh, yeah. I know what you call it in high school. Yeah. We- you know what I, you know what I call it in high school, don't you? So as far as the caucus is concerned, not only do I want to be on it, but I want to rename it. I don't like the word marijuana. I think it's a racist word. Uh, It was put in place by a guy who wanted to make sure that marijuana was banned forever. Uh, And so every time we use it, it's like putting a statue up to Harry Ansley. So so, uh, I like to call it cannabis. That's what it is. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm all in favor of it. And as I say, I'm the only community probably in North America that's ever written a book on cannabis. It does very well. It's been translated into a couple of languages. And uh, uh, it, is a, it is certainly something that we've wasted too much time and too much money on. Well, it's certainly
1: changed a lot. The the marijuana or the cannabis, as you call it, that we have today is so much stronger than it was back in the 1960s when it started becoming popular in use. I mean, it is almost to the point where it is like a hallucinogen. It is is that strong. And we have quite a bit of it being used in Anchorage. I mean, in every place you go, in fact, I was driving down the road yesterday and uh, my car all of a sudden smelled like pot. I know, it's very weird. Uh, it was just a weird thing. But the car in front of me, somebody was smoking pot, and my intake was bringing it in. And, in. and I thought, uh, what if I got pulled over and I yeah. had to roll down my window? Would I be able to convince the officer that I wasn't the one sm- uh, smoking pot? It was that car. But yeah. I mean, it is it is actu- actually pretty, the usage is pretty widespread. And I you know, guarantee you, people are using it while
0: they're driving, which... Uh, yeah, and we we need to obviously like alcohol. We need to treat it like alcohol. We have to be careful about it, kids, et cetera. Et cetera. You know, it is getting. It, it, there are strains that are stronger. I think what what I see in the future is is more attention to the individual constituents in in the cannabis uh, uh, plant. Uh, so you'll get CBD and CBGN and all sorts of different kinds of stuff. As far as the strains concerned, use less. That's the answer. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm in, I'm in favor of it. Again, I, I we wasted billions and billions of dollars on a plant, folks. It's just yeah. a uh it's and a so plant. Well, kind of like opium poppies. They're just a plant, right? Exactly. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Miss You can misuse anything. So so we got to be careful in that regard. But yeah, I I would certainly be a part of the cannabis caucus. All
1: right. So we're going to run out of time here, but I really want to hear what you think about Roe v. Wade. So in the remaining time that we have, let's talk about Roe v. Wade and then we'll sign off because obviously the Supreme Court has already signaled through the leak that came out a few weeks ago that it plans to overturn Roe v. Wade and then turn the issue of abortion back to the states and let the states battle it out. And of course, um, for conservatives, I, I think that they like this decision mainly. But it's careful what you wish for, because the states are going to become the battleground. And so, talk to us about how you see that as a lawyer, as a citizen, as yeah. a as a pro-choice uh, candidate.
0: Well, I won't. Uh, yeah, I am a pro-choice candidate. I don't. I don't. You know, dance around that issue at all. Uh, I don't believe it's any of my business nor the government's business. This is, and I always scratch my head thinking about conservative, liberal. Isn't the conservative approach, you know, you let women do what they want to do with their own bodies, and you yeah, l- leave kill, it alone. Kill those babies. Oh, not- no big deal. Kill
1: them. Just, yeah. just, yeah. just, just anyway. kill, yeah, cut, cut their heads off. That's all right.
0: Well, depends on how how, how you think about this stuff. But but uh, it's, it's it's not it's not uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned. It's not not my business. It's it is the woman's business, uh, obviously, or her her, her her mate as well, probably. Uh, but it's not my Ooh. business. Not the government's business, as far as I'm concerned. The the um, well, I mean, that's just sort of where I come from. Okay,
1: so so I had this discussion. So, with, I had this discussion with Santa Claus the other day, who's right. also running, and he also said it's not the government's business; it's the woman's business. And I said I was going to make it my mission to help him understand that it's the baby's business too. I was reading this morning that, uh, and Santa Claus, if you're watching, this is for you as well. That in the womb at ten weeks the baby has teeth, and the baby's teeth are attaching to its jaw. So that's the way that it, it will eat when it finally comes out, and it will it will not have teeth when it comes out. On a very rare occasion, it does, but those teeth don't form and um, don't actually punch through the um, gum line until about six months. But they are in existence
0: at ten weeks. Isn't that fascinating? It is. It is yeah. fascinating. Uh, but I and I watch plant embryos as well. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I as I say, uh, my my belief is the woman has the right to choose, not me, uh, mm-hmm. not, the, and and that's it's the woman's choice. I, I I really resent it. People call me a baby killer. I'm I am I am just saying it is not my business. It is the woman's right to make a determination. So now let's let's talk about it from a legal perspective. Of course, the leak was very, very interesting. First time it's ever happened. Uh, you can speculate as to why and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But the impact has been been almost, well, not, it's been very uh, understandable, I guess, uh, that, that people who were pro would be concerned one way and people against the other way. Um, we got to wait and see what the final is going to be. Uh, it'll be extremely interesting to see what the impact is on the, the, the issue of stare decisis, which doesn't apply to the Supreme Court, but applies to lower courts. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, for 50 years, this has been a, a constitutional right, and now it's gone. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how that is handled on a federal level, whether there'll be Uh, more congressional votes on the issue. But you're absolutely right. It's going to throw it into the states. Each state's going to have their own approach. Uh, It could get ugly or it could be beautiful. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I understand that California is starting to have a program where they just pay people who want to come and get abortions in their state. So they will be an abortion state and and there may be others that will be in in some states. Some states won't be like Louisiana, probably not so much.
0: No, but Alaska has a right to privacy. And I think I think that's, uh, although, well, our right to privacy is written in the Constitution. Uh, and of course, the big issue is whether the right to privacy is really written into the federal Constitution. So so we'll, we'll be an abortion state here, I would suspect. Um, all right. Well, listen, um, we could talk about
1: that all day. And, and, and of course, the audience doesn't want us to because they've got other things they want to do. And, and it's such sure. a such a difficult topic for so many people, but we're kind of run out of time. So I want you to tell people how they can find out more about your campaign for Congress. Oh, by the way, before we get we're done, I'll make it my mission in life to, to change you so that you're pro-life pro rather than pro-choice. Okay. And so and that, that'll be my mission in life. But um, tell us how we can find out about
0: your campaign for Congress. Sure. Well, you can write me at, Jeff at Gardner.com. Uh, That's the easiest way. Or you can go to alaskansforjeff.com. Uh, I have a Facebook page, uh, Jeff Lohenfels for Congress, and uh, that's about it. Uh, This has been a very frustrating campaign. When all of us got into it, I'm sure we all thought there were going to be many more opportunities to have interfaces like this and to have debates, uh, and I certainly appreciate your doing this. It's been incredibly unhealthy, I think, for Alaska to have so many people running with the inability of the press to be able to I- interact in a, in a normal kind of fashion it's just it's just one of those things that's happened it's no one's fault but it's it's unfortunate
1: yeah it's really difficult when you have 48 people and then the the media kind of has to make some choices about who they think is viable and, um, and speaking of viable and so they they have very limited staff as well i mean all of all of the media they're just running on fumes yeah. they barely can can function without having 48 interviews to have to do. And um, so I am so glad that you're on the show because we have really thousands of listeners, and you will be able to reach thousands of, of people this way. Um, we've got a lot of people on Facebook, on Spotify, on Pandora, and on um, I don't want to talk use my the A-word for for this um this gal over here whose name starts with Alexa. We rhymes with Alexa. Don't say anything, Alexa. And um I think we might have lost Jeff. He just disappeared. But I want to uh, thank everybody for tuning in today. Thank you for uh, your support for Must Read Alaska. The donate button is on the right side of our page at mustreadalaska.com. Please um, keep John quick in your thoughts and prayers. He's feeling ill today, but he'll be back with us. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be back soon on that. Did we get you reconnected? Yes, I'm reconnected. Okay, good to have you back. I was just... That's all right. I was just signing off to everybody. And I was going to thank Charlie Pierce for governor again, for helping us reach all corners of the state with a conservative message. Charlie Pierce for governor is the sponsor of the must read Alaska show podcast. Thank you so much. And thank you, Jeff, for being on our show. John, if you feel better tomorrow, you have the show tomorrow. If you don't feel better tomorrow, I'll do the show for you. I promise. Okay. So thanks everybody. And we will sign off now from somewhere in Alaska.